Hello and welcome to my radio show. This is Aaron Comesso on Radio Massasoit. And today we're going to be talking about kind of what's been happening recently with sports-wise news and kind of events. And to start it off, uh, we finally had sports actually happen this week with uh, UFC 249 taking place. I'm sorry, last week. But it was a really cool event. It was taking place in Tampa Bay, which they had empty arenas with obviously no fans and only like important media and personal coaches and staff and the UFC staff. But other than that, it was a completely empty arena. There's a lot of good fights actually going on with big names like like New Francis Naganu fought. There was Donald Cerrone fought. And uh, formal, former NFL star uh, Greg Hardy actually fought and won against Jorgen DeCastro by a unanimous decision. But that wasn't really the most exciting part of the night, but we really came kind of into light at the end of the night, which was Francis Naganu. He had a fight with a uh, an African, another African fighter who actually called him out before the fight. So it was nice to see him kind of be motivated to have a way to beat this guy, but the fight actually only lasted 20 seconds as Francis Nagano just completely overpowered his opponent. His opponent's name was Jezino Rosenstrunk. But just a little backstory before the match. Rosenstruck was talking a lot of smack to Francis Nagano saying that he could be the one to take him down and kind of like and he's he's was 10 and 0 before this so you can see why he had some kind of confidence like this but um yeah it didn't really work out too well for uh for that guy <laughs> but moving on we also had uh Cowboy Cerrone, he kind of didn't. He kind of got cheated, I'd say, out of his last fight when he got stuck, like hit right in the eye by his opponent. I'm sorry, don't have the opponent's name in front of me, but it was a good fight until the very end. It got a little scrappy. You know, both fighters are tired, so you can't really blame someone for hitting someone in the eye. You know, it happens. It's the UFC. But, yeah, overall, the event was actually pretty exciting and, you know, just better than having no sports, finally having some. But another big event that happened in that night was that uh, the uh, lightweight champion decided to retire right after the match, which was Henry Cejudo. Immediately after beating his opponent, he uh, took to the stage after talking about his fight and how he won with Joe Rogan. And then he took the mic and he said that he just had a good career. He's 33 and he just wanted to stop before his body can't take it anymore. Which, I mean, in the end, in Ultimate Fighting, is probably the smartest move you can do. You know, rather than get just getting beat up until you're 40. It's, But yeah, that was also... Just a lot of people got emotional over that since... People think he's so great and really good for the sport. Makes it interesting. But um, the intern championship happened last night, too, with Justin Gaith. Kind of a new star under the scene. And he defeated Tony Ferguson by a TKO. 
but it was actually a pretty good fight until the very end where he just, Justin Gaeth had a lot more in the tank and was slowly wearing down Tony Ferguson throughout the whole match. But in the end, it was a good match. Tony Ferguson made it very competitive and it was great to watch, really. Uh, moving down kind of towards the bottom uh, of the fights that happened, we had Calvin Qatar. He had a really good fight, actually, against... Um, sorry, see if I can find him. Alright, sorry, I don't have a, his thing right in front of me, but... he, um, Calvin Qatar is from Boston, actually. And seeing him fight and win like that was kind of cool as someone from Boston. I kind of wanted to see him win. But uh, Donald Cerrone... His opponent, Anthony Pettis, he has a really good, you know, report card of fighting. Just like Cerrone, he's had a lot of big fights, a lot of knockouts. But um, Anthony Pettis did win that match. He only won it by a one-point decision, which kind of came in. A lot of people say it was controversial since uh, Pettis kind of poked Donald Cerrone in the eye towards the end of the fight, which may have obviously altered Cerrone's ability to fight. During the rest, but you know, stuff like this is just inevitable in fighting. You can't always control your body and you know, where you're hitting your opponent. You know, these guys are just trying to knock each other's heads off. There's really not much they can do. But yeah, that kinda sums up what happened in UFC two forty nine, which took place on Saturday. There's gonna be another set of fights this weekend coming up. I think on Saturday as well. And some that happens on uh, on Wednesday, too. So the UFC clearly is getting back in stride with making fights regular and kind of, you know, just televising them, even though there is no fans. I think it's great to see, you know, a sports organization finally coming back from this coronavirus pandemic, you know, just finding a way to keep the sport alive. And Dana White has done a great job managing the UFC through this entire entire process he even i remember those rumors of him trying to put it on a private island so obviously there was no you know way to get anyone really endangered from having this many people together but yeah uh, that's about sums it up uh we'll be talking kind of about rest of the other major leagues in the next section but you were listening to radio massasoit and we'll be right back welcome to radio massasoit in spite of the hold on sports due to coronavirus, today we're here to lighten the mood with the top 10 Boston sports moments of the past 20 years. You're listening to Radio Massasoit. Welcome back to Radio Massasoit. I'm your host, Aaron, and we're going to keep just continuing our show today. Next, we're going to be talking about the uh, kind of move towards creating you know, actually sports, I guess, in uh, society. But, yeah, we just like we talked about before, we, um, we the UFC came back. <clears throat> it is now being the first sport to come back. Um, obviously, nothing else has been able to start up yet. Basketball, football, well, football is in its off-season right now, so it wouldn't have started. But baseball and basketball should be going on right now, which aren't, obviously, be <clears throat> because of the coronavirus. 
But it's kind of just a tread on what we were expecting to happen recently. The uh, Both the NBA and the MLB said they were going to try to continue in like July, you know, later into the summer for, um, you know, for the start of games and actually being able to play. But, uh, yeah, there's a kind of a lot of drama going on with the NBA right now um, between players and just, like, their owners trying to get, you know, the league started back up. A lot of players, I, I know recently, I think a couple of days ago, players made their own, like, Le- players like LeBron James, Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, they all made their claim to uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver to try and get the sport back up again to start, you know, playing basketball. But, um, yeah. Uh, and other news for the NBA, kind of not really big news, but NBA is finally moving on from the uh, Spalding ball, which has obviously been a staple of the NBA basketball ever since, you know, it's been in the league. But now it's reporting that after starting in the 2021-2022 season, Wilson is going to be replacing Spalding. Which kind of, it's not really big news. It's only just because of the, uh, you know, basketball, so. But, you know, it's it's kind of just different to see another brand of, you know, basketball be put on the NBA court, which hasn't been done before. But other than that, there's kind of been, the only really, Welcome back to Radio Massasoit for the top 10 Boston sports moments of the past 20 years. Number 10 comes in as the Patriots' Super Bowl victory back in 2002 against the St. Louis Rams. This Super Bowl started the sixth championship dynasty, which we see now today, and started the great careers of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. This will forever go down as one of the most groundbreaking Super Bowls in NFL history. You're listening to Radio Massasoit. And we're back on Radio Massasoit. Sorry for the uh, cutoff there. Into the break, I uh, kind of just had to work around my editing. But um, continuing what we were talking about, at least kind of basketball-wise, NBA-wise, since there's really not much going on, we don't really have a lot of news about, at least news that we haven't already talked about. Which, you know, they plan to come back, you know, July, June, probably July. And, you know, players, like I just said, players are making a claim to, you know, start back up as soon as they can, whenever it's safe enough, even if they have to play with no fans in the arenas. But, yeah, kind of leaving off, the only really big news which has been going around the league is kind of just what's been revealed during the uh, the last dance uh, you know, documentary which was made by ESPN on Michael Jordan and, you know, all six of his championships. But I've personally watched all the episodes up to where it is now, and I gotta say it's really good. There's a ton of just details and, you know, a lot of, like, hidden kind of behind-the-scenes looks at Jordan. And, you know, what he did while he was on the Bulls and how he played in practice. But a lot of people have been talking about kind of how, who they think 
the best player is of all time for the NBA. And my personal opinion, I just really think Michael Jordan is beyond everyone else as the best player of all time. Just on the fact that nobody's even come close to winning six championships in the way he did it. You know, three times back-to-back twice. And when he came to the Bulls, they really were just not a good organization for basketball. They were way more of a Cub city and uh, kind of Bears, Chicago Bears city, all until Michael Jordan showed up. And then after that, the Bulls became, you know, a staple of the NBA franchises since they are pretty much the most successful NBA franchise right now. But... What kind of a lot of people have been talking about is how Michael Jordan treated his teammates and almost really acted when he was playing, you know, competitively. Which, in the documentary, if you watch it, you can see Michael Jordan really did not like to just mess around on his team. He kind of, no matter what, wanted everything to contribute to them winning as a basketball organization. Which I think is what made him so good <clears throat> and what makes him the greatest of all time is that he was this de- dedicated to you know being a good basketball team and bringing Chicago you know out of the dark into into the light of basketball world but uh during the documentary, we get to see a lot of uh, Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman clips, which kind of and they also relate to both of their lives going through the documentary, kind of how they felt while they were winning these championships. Uh, a lot of the drama that kind of went went on during the 90s with Scottie Pippen and the Bulls, and then, you know, Jordan trying to keep all of his teammates on the Bulls so he can, you know, win more championships. It was kind of just... it's a This documentary has been really a big reveal of just the drama that went on. Which a lot of people didn't get to see since the Bills, I mean, sorry, the Bulls were winning just so much. There wasn't really time to see what it was really like behind the scenes during these championships. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this section. Uh, We're going to have kind of more talk up next about the other major leagues. And this was Radio Massasoit, and I'll see you later. Welcome back to Radio Massasoit, and for the top 10 Boston sports moments of the past 20 years, at number 5 comes in as the 2004 World Series Red Sox. This World Series saw the amazing 3-1 comeback against the Yankees, and then eventually the Red Sox winning it all, which hadn't been done in over 100 years prior. This World Series will go down as one of the most remarkable ones of all time, considering the over a hundred year drought that was broken. You're listening to Radio Massasoit. Welcome back to Radio Massasoit. Uh, I'm your host Aaron, and we're back with the uh, radio show. And just like I said before, we're kind of gonna move on and just keep talking about what's been going on in the major leagues and kind of what 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 is planned at least you know for uh to continue from coronavirus, but we're going to be kind of looking towards now the uh, NFL, kind of what has been going on with them recently, and just like kind of most sports, they've been saying they plan to move on, you know, as scheduled, you know, their season is supposed to start as normal, 
but um, kind of a lot of news has been leaking out about the NFL of when they've you know the schedules are officially out now, so that kind of makes it uh you know easy to see the matchups of what's going on. But um, kind of in bigger news, there's a lot of free agent signing signings that still happen. Uh, big signings like um. Sorry, it's hard to go through here and look. Uh, like big uh signings like Gronk. Actually, this is kind of a big story that happened a little bit ago. Gronk and Tom Brady now are officially on the Buccaneers. Which is just crazy when you think about it. But it feels like something that they definitely already had planned from a while ago. But um kind of it's not what a lot of people expected. With you know, after seeing Tom Brady leave, that was a shock, but then seeing, you know, Gronk come out of retirement just to follow him. Even a bigger shock, obviously. But um yeah, that was kind of it struck a struck a note in really all New England's fans' hearts, seeing, you know, their two most beloved players from the past twenty years of playing, you know, are now officially on another team and in the different division now being in the NFC. So kind of, you know, it's it's hard to adjust to these really strange kind of transformations of the league, but every year I feel like we see this so. It's kind of, I don't think it's a shock anymore. But, uh, yeah. In other news, Roger, Roger Goodell actually created a charity kind of uh, fan experience where he was going to wait until the season starts. And on a Monday night football game, he was going to invite a fan... Who asked to? Uh, it was part of a raffle, actually. So invited whoever wins the raffle would be invited out and to be able to watch a game and hang with him in his own basement at his home. At his home. And this kind of <sighs> sparked a lot of funny controversy, where the creator of Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy, who is being known for just hating Roger Goodell and kind of for what happened in Deflategate to Brady and all of that. It just, these two definitely don't have a good relationship with each other. And Roger Goodell has banned Dave Portnoy from going to Super Bowls, games. He's not allowed to have media passes. So kind of, there's a lot riding on that, you know, relationship between those two. And this raffle took place and the night it happened, Dave Portnoy decided to win the raffle, and he voted. For, he had the most money up, and he won the raffle. So making it now that he is the one who's going to be going to Roger Goodell's house and watching uh, Monday Night Football with them, which is just hilarious, considering how much they do not like each other. I wonder if Roger's really going to go through with this. I mean. He could just decide to, you know, not really accept Dave Portnoy as the winner, but I don't know. As of right now, that is still what is planned to happen. So it just, I thought I'd throw that in there. It's kind of funny. Something you don't really see Roger Goodell do a lot is, you know, interact with fans and stuff like that. So I thought this would have been worth bringing up. 
But yeah, there's kind of just been a real waiting period right now for the NFL as, you know, it hasn't started yet and training camp doesn't start until later in the summer. So, I mean, they're really just scheduled as planned and, you know, they wouldn't have anything going on right now even if they, even if the coronavirus didn't affect all sports. But right now it looks like we're just going to be waiting for the next season to start in the fall and then hopefully we can get lucky in the summer and still watch you know, some sports with the NBA and MLB. But that's going to wrap it up for this section of the show. This is, You've been listening to Radio Massasoit. This is Aaron. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Radio Massasoit. And for the top 10 Boston sports moments of the past 20 years, at number two comes in with the 2013 Stanley Cup Championship with the Boston Bruins defeating the Vancouver Canucks in Game 7. This is one of the most exciting series in NHL playoffs history. With amazing play from players like Tim Thomas, Brad Marchand, and Zdeno Chara. This was the Bruins' first championship in quite a while, so it made it very important to Bruins fans and to Boston all around. You're listening to the top 10 Boston sports moments of the past 20 years on Radio Massasoit. And welcome back to Radio Massasoit. <clears throat> this is your host, Aaron. We're going to kind of end off our show here on this last segment. And we're going to be talking about kind of the rest of the leagues with NHL and kind of we're going to mix it in with the uh, MLB since, you know, those two kind of are supposed to be, you know, things, sports that are going on right now but aren't because of coronavirus. But, uh, start off with the MLB. The only news we've see- received recently is just that they plan to reopen back up in the summer, kind of starting with their, I think they have a set date right now as their official um, opening days. I think it's July. I don't want to say first, but it's definitely in July. And uh, that's where they continue to start off their season. And uh, they said if they started off later, um, they're going to make the next season kind of start later too, just to, you know, obviously give it, make it fair for the players, you know, have a, you know, makes it so they can adjust between seasons since this is all kind of really new for everybody, no matter who you are. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> but yeah, kind of... There hasn't been much else really going on in the news. Um, especially for recently Red Sox news. We're, there hasn't really been any free agent signings. Not really any big moves during the offseason, which has a lot of Red Sox fans concerned, actually. On social media, a lot of people complaining about, you know, Red Sox not making moves. You know, with the assets they now have, without Mookie Betts and David Price. So kind of just a lot of Red Sox fans, from what I've seen, are very upset. You know, losing Mookie Betts, their best player. And, you know, possibly not having another superstar like that around for a while. Kind of has a lot of people mad who like the Red Sox. But you can't really blame them as, you know, Mookie Betts and David Price were key parts of the championship, which happened two years ago. And a lot of people really liked them and were fans of them in Boston. So it's sad to see them go. 
and it's sad to see Red Sox fans kind of disappointed in their own team, which isn't really usual, considering they usually don't have a lack of success. But without star players, except for J.D. Martinez and, like, uh, Devers, maybe Ben Attendee, uh, other than those players, there just kind of isn't a lot to work with on the team, making it less exciting for Red Sox fans and just fans of the MLB in general. But moving on to the kind of what's going on with the Bruins. Uh, same thing with the MLB. There's really kind of not a lot of talk about what's been ha- what's gonna happen. Other than you know they plan to, they want to restart it again in neutral sites in the summer. Hopefully this does happen. They've been consider- considering you know arenas all over the world, especially with Canada having you know way less of a population than the U.S. They've been thinking about moving games up there to end off the season and then go into the postseason. But as of right now, the Bruins are in first place. So a lot of Boston fans kind of want them to just uh, continue the season to see this team make it farther into the playoffs, which a lot of people predict is what was going to happen. But obviously now with coronavirus, kind of no one really knows what would have happened during the playoffs. It's very hard to tell, but the Bruins were definitely on a roll. They were the best team in the league by far, and they have the most overall points in the league, which is actually a point of discussion for a lot of Bruins fans because there is a rule in the the NHL which states if the season is ended abruptly, you know, in the middle of it with no real winners and no way of, you know, telling who would have won. The Stanley Cup is supposed to go to the team with the most overall points for the season so far. And to this point, it would have been the Bruins. They do have the most points. But it's obviously because of big contributors like David Pasternak, which was having, who was having just an MVP caliber season. He was had over 60 goals or something. Season wasn't even over yet. It was just it was unbelievable, really, seeing what the Bruins were able to do before the season ended. So it's also what makes it kind of sad that we didn't get to see, you know, this ending that could have panned out to be pretty exciting for them. But other than that, there's kind of hasn't been, there's kind of a gray period right now in sports. Oh, it is great to see the UFC, like we said earlier back. But with every other sport shut down right now, it's kind of a struggle for sports fans to even really, you know, be entertained because they're usually, you know, watching sports all day. And there's always some kind of league going on during the year. But now with coronavirus, obviously there's nothing. So we're kind of in a dark period of sports right now, kind of just in a waiting, you know, just seeing what's going to happen next. But hopefully this all pans over soon and... And into the summer, we'll actually get to start, you know, seeing all of our sports back again. And then once the uh, the fall starts, we can get back to NFL and all that good stuff. But I think that's going to wrap it up here in our last part of the show. I've been your host, Aaron Camesso. It's been great talking to you. You've been listening to Radio Massasoit and signing off. Welcome back to Radio Massasoit. And to top off our list of the greatest Boston sports moments of the past 20 years is going to be Super Bowl 49 when the New England Patriots 
defeated the Seattle Seahawks in a last-ditch effort at the goal This Super Bowl is one of the best of all time, seeing a very exciting game against one of the greatest defenses to play and obviously one of the best quarterbacks to ever step on the field in Tom Brady. This game came down to the wire with Malcolm Butler making a game-winning interception at the goal line and submitting this game as one of the greatest to be. This really helped launch the Patriots into their next portion of their dynasty to start off the next three rings after their first three. And this solidifies itself as the best Boston sports moment to happen in the past 20 years. You've been listening to Radio Massasoit.